are certain things that we are not happy with right now, right? Like uh, one of the things that we are setting up for and advocating for, for example, is even how they're educating our children in the school system and what they're educating our children um, within the school system. So you just introduced, you know, a whole different element <laughs> to, to, to the human story and the tapestry. Yeah. And what you're suggesting is that there are other folks on the planet who look like us, but they are not native to the planet. Correct. And so do they know that they're not native to the planet? Definitely. They're, they're, they're definitely, they know they're not native. They're very much on agenda. They are, they're, they're working on their own survival as a species, right? So it's not, um, so very much so. And because. So is our death necessary for their survival? Our conscious death. Because they thrive off the energy we produce, the negative energy we produce, and the things that we're doing. So it's not so us dying physically dying doesn't serve anybody. So it is better to keep us alive and discontent. <laughs> so literally, it's like the Matrix, where you know the babies were literally food for the machines. That's well said. That's exact. Like that's why they said that that movie had so, spoke so much. Like there's so much volume to that. Like it spoke so loud. Like to anybody um, who's conscious, like. I watch that movie and I'm like, wow, like this is, it's just telling exactly what it is. So literally that's what we're living. And we do have a lot of power as beings, but we're not taught that we're not let like, if we were all tapping into our pineal glands, for example, like we would be like unstoppable as beings on this planet, but it's in their advantage to, to put fluoride in everything, to calcify our pineal um, glands. It's, it's in their advantage to keep us distracted. It's in their advantage to call people conspiracy theorists as soon as they start asking questions. Right. Like it's that's that's really what it is. So it's all by design, but it's just but we are waking up as a species and we're coming back. Into and so I have to ask one more question. Are all of those beings, do they have pale skin and blue eyes? Mm -mm, no. Great they, question. They look like us, too. They look like us, too. That's <laughs> very, that's a very, very good question. And that, that's what I tell you that the race thing, it, it is a, it's super tricky, but they're um, they're able to inhabit like Mr. Smith. Like it really doesn't matter the the color of the of the skin or the out the outer context. You could really judge a person. You could feel a person's energy. You could understand. You could feel a person's spirit. And and it's unfortunate to say, but there are some melanin dominant beings on this planet that do atrocities to their own people without any regard. That's like I don't care. Like and and the complete opposite is also true. Where you have some super melanin deficient people. You have white people on the planet who advocate heavily for other people for black people for the planet like they deal in a certain level and so that's why in our evolution in our conscious awakening we're going to realize that we're all one species race has nothing to do with anything it's really it's judge a person after actions not even after words watch their actions see what they actually do then you'll know what that person is really about so truly we will be stronger together but we're going to have to find each other through the the frequencies and, and the frequencies will speak to our motivations, right? And so if we are motivated to take care of the planet, if we're motivated to take care of each other, if we're motivated towards the, you know, the divine, then yep. you would say that's the, that's the true human being. And if we can finally come together, rather than listening to all the ways in which we're divided, yeah, then we'll see our power and we'll see where we're able to, to move into. 
hundred percent. All right, folks, you heard it here. This is uh, Pharaoh Hamid Freeman, and he has just made a declaration. And so what I want to know from you who are listening is, what are your thoughts about this? What are your thoughts about moving beyond this race consciousness? You know, this idea that I am black or, you know, I am I am a certain gender or I am a certain sex or I am a certain creed. If you want to go into religion, all of these divisions, is it possible to move beyond this and then into a a place of togetherness where we discover who we are as spiritual beings and discover our power and then begin to activate that? Mm -hmm. I'd like you to, I'd like you to send me some emails uh, to connect at drjoan.ca, or you can send it to hello at drjoan.ca. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on this. We're going to take a break. Give us a moment. All right. We're going to talk about community building, Pharaoh. Cool. All it right. All full circle. I like it. No pun intended. All <laughs> right. <laughs> As a youth, Pharaoh always felt like he had the ability to make a difference. His life experiences, some very negative and some extremely positive, gave him insights that enabled him to relate and build bonds with all different types of people on a personal level. Those bonds, along with his desire to help and ability to communicate effectively, has put him in the position where he is now a community builder, coordinating a network of over 15,000 people. So we asked Farrell to tell us his why, you know, like, Why do you get out of bed in the morning? And this is what he had to say. Helping the community to experience their true potential is my why. As a spiritual being, I am conscious that I'm here for a reason beyond making a nine to five, having 2.5 children and retiring and a whole bunch of other things in between. I know others are too. So I allow the spirit to guide me to support others. The OFC is the platform we use to unite everyone seeking a connection to themselves and each other. So that's a powerful why statement. You know, many people follow conventional paths, you know, Mm -hmm. the 2.5 children all the way to retirement, but you're driven by a deeper purpose. So how did you come to recognize that your journey extends beyond the traditional norms of career and family? And how does this realization guide you in your actions every day? Okay, so first off, I'm Syrian. Okay, so what that means, <laughs> let me give you guys some context. Yeah, so, you're going to have to give us some context on yeah. that. You're Syrian. Is that the country, uh, Syria? That's, that's the um, that star even? system. That is the star system Sirius B. So, oh, okay. guys, we're here. We're going in. All right. So, so. In my throughout my life experience, I have had an opportunity. Like I had said, I have gone through a lot of contrast, a lot of negative, a lot of positive. I grew up somewhat impoverished, so that creates a certain type of, um, you know, you're you're just within a certain kind of environment. You do certain things, um, and that whole life path that I went through. Like I said, I I did go. I, I was in a dark place, so to speak, for some time. That allowed me to connect with with a particular crowd or different audience and allowed me to engage and communicate with them and then i evolved from that into or actually i got saved from that in with religion so that i was able to connect with different kind of people then i evolved into community work but the throughout my entire life i've always been a question asker i've always been like i've, I've always had an ability to lead 
I've always had uh, an ability to draw people into my experience. So like as, as young as I can remember, I was always the leader of the crew, leader of the gang, leader of whatever it was, whatever was happening. <laughs> so I, I've always had an ability to, to be that, you know, that I guess that, yeah, that builder, that person at the forefront. When the whole COVID thing started, uh, I started asking life more questions, like, like I needed more understanding. And I was able to connect with a, a spiritual guide. And now this guide, she channels and she's able to channel star families. Okay. Mm-hmm. So for those who are not familiar, there's a lot going on in the galaxy. Okay. Beyond just earth. Like I had mentioned before, there's beings who are here that are, that are native, that aren't uh, native to the planet. Um, and I'm going to elaborate a little bit more on that. So now there are others, um, beings like myself who is Syrian. So now I, my spirit, so to speak, comes from a place called Sirius B. And some, some guys know that, but there's, uh, there's, there's Palladians on the planet. There's Syrians, there's Octorians, I think they're called. There's like five or six other different, um, star families in the galaxy that are kind of overseeing the planet, right? And for those who don't know, Earth is considered like the pearl of the universe, okay? So in case you guys don't know, Earth is a space where beings like covet, they want to come here. Earth is an amazing space, which is so funny because when we're here, we are like, ah, I can't wait to die to go to heaven, not realizing that really other beings are like, I wish I could get onto Earth, right? So now, so we're here. So there's beings that are love and light that are here to oversee, to ensure that other beings don't overdo and take too much advantage of what's happening on the planet, right? So now Sirius, any being who comes from Sirius B, we're builders. Like the nature of beings coming from Sirius are builders. They're organized. They're the, they, they lead a lot of the galactic changes. There's things that are happening in the universe. There's, there's type of, there's, there's almost like a, a, a governmental structure in the universe, right? So in, like, again, not to go too deep with everybody, but this is, I might, maybe I'll come back to dive into that another time. But the point is there's a lot going on out there. So now in this, uh, this session, I was able to come to understand who I am and what I am from that level. So it was able to bring me to another point. So now, so my understanding of my nature beyond being just, you know, Pharaoh uh, Hamid Freeman, I came to understand that everything in my core, I'm functioning as a Syrian. That's why I do what I do. That's why I'm, I'm structured in the way I am. It's why I could mobilize as many people and I do what I do. It's, it's like, it's beyond my conscious understanding. It is like what I am. So mm-hmm. that, so that is, it ties into everything. So now I came to understand that even me being led and inspired to create the OFC, the OFC is a global space to unite people who are functioning on a certain frequency, who are looking for that space to be. This is really what it is. It's not a conventional community where it's just here, we're here to just regular community work. We are really here to be that beacon, to be that space. Like We are to draw in, like people who are gravitating on a certain frequency will be drawn into the OFC. And then people who come in thinking of something else will quickly leave the OFC because they're like, ah, this is not the space for me. So that's really what it is. So this space, this whole thing about building community and coming together, it's beyond me. It's something that I'm here as a proud vessel, glad to do the work, but it is something that it's a... Uh, it's it's meant to assist in this whole galactic change, this evolution, as um, I, I keep saying, evolution of us as beings. That is fascinating. I think you know your your our our audience is going to be listening. How many of them will go? What is that guy talking about? Yeah. And how many of them will say, "Hmm, that's kind of interesting." Um, 
What do you want folks hey, to- Wait, do? you forgot about those who are going to be like, yes, I've been feeling this mad long. <laughs> that, that too. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So, we'll, we'll, have a, we'll have the gamut of, of different responses to that. Yes. What's the primary thing you want people to really contemplate? As you put that into the ether and as people are, you know, hearing it. What's the primary thing that you want us to grab from that? I want people to start asking themselves questions, asking themselves. I want I want people to to really start understanding that life is way 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 more than we've been taught to believe. Like there's things that are happening that like are beyond our our regular human conscious understanding. And I say regular human because we are at a point where we're about to become superhuman. And that's what we want. That's what we need to do. That's what we should be striving for. So if my my wish for humanity is for us to start asking ourselves the question, how do we become superhuman? How do we understand more about life? How, like, just simply put it out. I, I would like to know more about myself. Just yeah. You don't have to ask anybody just from when you put out that intention, your spirit is waiting for you to ask your spirit. Just simply say, are you there? Ask your spirit, hey, are you there? And watch how you feel. Yeah. Like your spirit will respond. And you'll be like, whoa. <laughs> I We're just having felt, a conversation now. That's exactly it. It's like, yeah. I just felt something. That something is you. That is your real you. Like we've been so taught to believe it's all outside of us. It's all like, you gotta, you gotta ask for it. You gotta beg for it. You gotta do this to get it. You are it. You don't have to do anything else. I am going to play, you know, parts of this conversation and I'm going to marry it with the conversation that I had with Robert Pruitt earlier today, because it's amazing how the two of you are speaking about something different. And yet you're speaking about the very same thing, you know, being it, uh, recognizing that there's so much more to this than we've been, you know, taught or socialized to experience right mm-hmm. and so on the one hand you go to Sirius B on the other hand he might go to the Buddhist and the Christian idea of spirituality but mm-hmm. yet we are saying the exact same thing right mm-hmm. yeah so as we speak to our audience and we notice the divisions that are out there the divisions that have been created and now we're coming into a place where we're becoming superhuman or I would call it super conscious. There's this super awareness of who we are and the power that we have. So then what, what do, what do we do with it? Oh man. It's so funny. Like in my mind, I was like, like what we do, we live our best lives. Like we, we, what does that look like? What does that look like? Am I still going to have 2.5 kids? Am I still going to have a PhD? Am I still, uh, am I going to still, you know, have a psychotherapy practice? What does that look like? That you see, that's a good question. Like in terms of the, like, because this is something I'm, I'm, it's still great for me because a lot of the constructs and the structures that we are living within society 
were imposed on us and they're not even natural to how we function. So things like the degrees we go for and the things like these are, these are just, they just put these things into place to give us something to do. Like, so we go through these different years of schooling where infinite knowledge and wisdom is in us. Like the way the school system is functioning right now was not even really how the school system was supposed to be. It's really, it was designed by the beings that took over the planet for a reason, right? It, it was an industrial, anyways, I will, I'll, I'll digress off of that, but you guys know. So all these things, like all the degrees and everything that we have, do they really hold value in real, real life? Not sure. Like you're, you know, like, so yeah. that's like, what is life really going to be? It's more like, what is it the life we want to create? Like, right. what is it? Yeah, because now, you know, the, really the question is, how do we shake this thing up? You, you mm-hmm. can't have an evolution if everything stays the same, right? You can't, no. you can't have a revolution. Mm-hmm. <laughs> If you, if you don't, you know, come against this thing that always has been, and mm-hmm. then you create something new. So there's going to be us having a different experience, but I think together, uh, there must be a different experience together as well. So there's the individual, you know, unique life and the transformation that's going to happen. Yeah. But then what does humanity look like in this new space, in this evolved space, in this superhuman, super conscious space? What does humanity look like? What do we shift? What do we change? So if we want to look at it, like there's certain things that we are not happy with right now, right? Like one of the things that we are setting up for and advocating for, for example, is even how they're educating our children in the school system and what they're educating our children um, within the school system. Yeah. How, how the future looks is us as parents, conscious beings, um, community builders and leaders, owners of businesses coming together and saying, we're going to create a different school structure for ourselves and our children. Mm. And creating it in the likeness of what we want, despite like, th- th- like that's it. There's no, we're not asking any permission. We're not seeking anything outside of ourselves. We're not looking to the, going to the government to ask for any, because that's kind of um, uh, an oxymoron in a sense, because we're like, ah, bun the system, but I need the system right now to do this. <laughs> it's like, no, you don't. You, you, we, we really have to accept the fact that if we're going to do this, it's almost like adopting almost like a, a sovereign or uh, an indigenous type of mindset where it's like, look, it's just me and those who resonate with me. And this is how we're going to live amongst each other. We'll stop um putting currency this particular type of currency that we don't control between each other will function in a way that we could barter and still put value to what we're doing so that there's a value in what we're doing but we will go back to functioning in a way that is empowering to each other as a species and empowering to the planet we'll take care of the planet differently we'll resonate with the planet differently we'll vibrate with the animals and everything differently um where where we'll come back into a space of being at peace and then from that space uh, that state of being at peace we will create more we will cuz we can't stop evolving as a being right like we cannot that's part of our makeup so but right now we can't even create properly because we're in such a weird frequency like we're in such a bad mental space like there's so much things that we're just not doing but i could guarantee you leave us our own devices leave us at peace you will come back and see things like three pyramids on top of each other and be like, how did you guys do that? We're like, yo, this is, we're just having fun with it. We just started, right? It's like, we're not, it's like, this is, this is it. This is our ability. This is our nature. Our nature is to be like this. It's just that right now we're not living it. So, um, you know, so if you ask me, that's my answer. <laughs> amazing. That's amazing. So navigating a path that's less traveled often comes with challenges, you know? Right. So, even speaking about Sirius B or, you know, the 
other human beings that are on the planet, you know, how do you overcome obstacles and doubts while staying aligned with your purpose of supporting others in experiencing this true potential and this transformation and this evolution? Hmm. Well, it gets easier, but the challenges don't. So it's like how I stay grounded in it is always remembering. Yeah. Like always remembering what I am and who I am. Like I, I had a scenario just a couple of days ago where like I was so upset I couldn't sleep. And when that happens, like I'm, I'm, I pay very close attention to how I feel. I do not let myself not feel good. Anytime I'm not feeling good, it's like, ah, I, I'm not comfortable like this. This is where, I, again, unfortunately, I deal with a lot of people that they feel their, their feeling of discontent or, or unhappiness. Like they're used to that and they're living in that. And I'm like, that's not normal. You should not be content with your discontent. So anyway, so, and so one of my tricks is one paying attention to how I feel, like being very, very intentional about making sure that I'm feeling good. Like regardless to what the situation is, I want to be feeling good. I put intentions out to feel good. Despite the whatever's happening, my intention is always to feel good. And then the other, the other part is really just remembering, okay, I am a spiritual being. I'm going through something right now. It's creating discomfort. Okay. This is good. Because first of all, for me to be uncomfortable, it has to be a big deal. It has to be for something that is for me to pay attention to. Okay. So this is a good thing that I'm not happy. All right. So now, now that I'm, I've, I've acknowledged this, I want to learn something from this. I want to understand what it is. I want to get it. And then I just, I, 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 I don't sit in it because the spirit also does not want you to be stagnant ever. You should always be, you know, moving, but. Like I, I won't move fast into different things. I'll, I'll start to, you know, I'll say, okay, you know, I'll, it could be as simple as I'll walk, right? Just, just the, just to be in motion, but I won't just sit and ponder. Yeah. Cause that's that I, 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 tr unless you're meditating and even that is an action, <laughs> but <laughs> you know, like just, just to kind of see, cause people uh, have a tendency if we just like, I don't know what to do. I'm just going to not do anything that's the worst thing like you really want to even when you don't know what to do just get excited by the fact that the spirit's going to lead if you're hitting a crossroad you have a choice to go right or left say spirit i intend to go the right way and just pick any direction like go <laughs> right or left yes but do not stand in the crossroad and right. and wait <laughs> you know, just hit one because i could guarantee you if like if because you asked the spirit and you've told you've given it a command so to speak it is going to respond so now if you go running down the right you will instantly feel it if that's not the right way and you yes. go oh stop pull back go left yes and you'll just know but i could to guarantee that's how the spirit works that's how you work put out the intention, put out the command, so to speak, and your spirit will respond and will do. All right. That's your challenge. Uh, for those of you who are listening, we're going to challenge you to start making decisions and start taking actions that are guided by the spirit. So don't hesitate, but instead be very intentional about doing this thing, whatever that thing is in accordance with the spirit, right? So you intend to make the right decision. You intend to go in the right direction. You intend to be the best person that you can be, you know, say it out loud mm -hmm. and practice that. And then let me know how that goes. You know, if you're the person who uh, finds it hard to make decisions, 
just set the intention. I, I, from now on and forever, I make the right decision in accordance mm-hmm. and in accordance and in alignment with my spirit. And then just make the decision and just trust yourself that you will know if you have gone the wrong way and that you'll autocorrect very quickly or eventually you'll be going the right way all the time. So I want you to try that. And then send me a note at hello at drjoan.ca and just give me a sense of how things are going with you. 